Hello, and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. The top story this week, and really for the last week and a half, is the impact of the Hurricane Ida that came through the Gulf Coast. I guess it was uh, early last week or maybe the uh, weekend before. Um, it has had significant impacts on the entire Gulf Coast region and even going into some of the areas of the Northeast, but um, largely impacting uh, Louisiana, Gulf Coast. It has been um, fairly significant, but obviously the assessments of the damages are still, uh, or the, the full impact is still being assessed at this point. Um, there has been a, a handful of force majeures that have been declared, um, mostly Oxychem, Westlake, Enios Oxides, Nova, and I think maybe a few others. Um, Baton Rouge was somewhat spared or has been being able to come back online a lot quicker than some of the areas in the, the south and the east. But uh, this has had a pretty big uh, disruption to our industry in the last week, week and a half or so. Yeah, and you feel really bad when you see some of those pictures, but it's had a significant impact in, you know, from uh, chemical production in in that area specifically. Yeah, a lot of the facilities are starting to come back online. Um, but again, as you go kind of further south and east um, into Taft, Plaquemine, Geismer, they're still having significant power outages. They're still assessing the damage. Um, now, overall, analysts are don't expect this to be a major impact to the overall uh, U.S. economy. Obviously, it has an impact in the you know petrochemical industry, um, but I think fingers crossed, knock on wood, things should be starting to come back online here pretty soon. Now, maybe the one big impact, you know, Rick, feel free to comment, is the oil and gas industry, where there is a fair amount of uh, capacity that is offline right now. Yeah, I think those, especially the rig count, as you would expect, had a pretty immediate drop in uh, rigs and what you expect, because they basically had to shut down and abandon some of those rigs for the storm. Um, I think similar to the rest of the recovery, it's, it's hard to put an exact date on it, but the expectation is it's gonna be at least a month before some of those rigs are back up and running. Yeah, and it hasn't had too much of an impact on the price of crude oil. And from what I've heard is they've been able to tap into some of the reserves and crude oil still is hovering between 65 and $70 a barrel. And uh, it's had some fluctuations, but it's held fairly steady despite all this. All right, and as we look ahead, um, and Mark, I think you actually talked about this last time, which is, you had said it looked like uh, the CAB or uh, chemical activity barometer had peaked and sure enough it has. Um, so for those of you not familiar, 
the chemical activity barometer is a forward-looking uh, or sort of a predictive indicator of where industry is going from, um, uh, specifically to chemicals, and it's tied to industrial production index. So both both those numbers have seemed to dip back down over the last month. Yeah, they definitely have ticked down a little bit. The the August data just came out. Um, however, they're still at pretty high levels, pretty elevated levels. Obviously, we've seen significant demand surges this summer, but it appears that we're past the peak. We'll see. All right, and the next story is in regard to some leadership changes at two companies in our industry. Um, as you can see from this slide, a couple of handsome men here have uh, taken on CEO roles at different companies. Uh, the first, Bob Patel, who was formerly the, the CEO of Lionel Bissell, and I think it was announced that he's he was stepping down um, right at the end of the year. Um, last week, we just got news that he will be taking over as CEO of Grace immediately after that. Um, it's kind of an interesting move. Uh, Grace obviously is a, a bit more of a progressive, cutting-edge company, but significantly smaller than Lionel Bissell. So it is it is an interesting move, uh, but he'll be moving on there. And then Lubrizol also announced a new CEO, Chris Brown, uh, coming from the oil and gas industry. All right, and an interesting story. Uh, I think uh, cows can sleep better tonight, knowing that uh, Dow has developed a, a vegan alternative for some automotive interiors. Um, so in a pretty unique move, uh, they partnered with a Chinese uh, EV manufacturer, um, Human Horizons. And so they've they've made a silicone rubber-based leather upholstery that looks and feels just like leather um, without um, the side effects of being from an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we reported a story of maybe a couple months ago about uh, EVs and how uh, there's a much more reliant on silicone-based products and really kind of an al alternative set of chemistries. And I guess here's just one more application for that. And honestly, I don't know how new this is. We all know Nagahide. That was the original uh, vegan leather. There you go. Yeah, for sure. In uh, a similar type of story, um, ADM has uh, announced that it's reached uh, carbon neutral status at some of its milling facilities across the U.S. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what it all means, but a few things that was reported was um, first energy efficiencies, uh, next was sourcing of renewable energies, and then some of their re carbon recapture process. So a pretty cool milestone for ADM. Yeah, that's cool to see that they're making progress there. All right, now, uh, more news. So Nurion trying to take advantage of the, the recent IPO uh, run is planning their own IPO. Uh, they filed with the United States SEC. Um, currently, if you didn't know, Nurion is owned by the Carlyle Group. So this will be their entrance into the public market. Yeah, that was, that was big news. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, moving on to Arkema. Arkema has announced uh, the plan to acquire Ashland's performance adhesives business unit for $1.65 billion, and I believe it's a, a cash deal. Um, Ashland, as we've kind of seen over the years uh, with some of their sales, 
is trying to be more of a specialty company. The deal is expected to close before the end of the year. And based on some of the public financials that are disclosed from Ashland, it looks like it's uh, the sale price is 20X the EBITDA. So there you go, Ashland uh, selling off part of its portfolio to Arkema. Boy, so to the 20X EBITDA, that's a pretty healthy um, purchase price. Yeah, it does feel like it. Good for them. All right, and in uh, a similar vein, uh, we had talked about before uh, that IFF uh, Biocides business being up for sale. And at the time, uh, Lanxus and I think Lonza were primary candidates for looking at this business. And it appears Lanxus came out ahead and um, has an intent to buy that IFF Biocides business. A lot of changes happening. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. Uh, stay tuned for next week when we have a fresh batch of Industry Reactions. And until then, stay safe. Take care.